sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? Griff here. Another uh, banger of an episode of the Beer Engine podcast, staring you in the face with uh, angry eyes, mean mugging you, daring you to listen to the rest of whatever it is we're about to do. Um, as always, alongside my co-host, soon to be uh, world famous, I think, since he was the wedding planner. And I'm excited to see if he knows what I'm talking about, as usual. Uh, the wedding planner for Barb Solish and Danny Kazin. Tony, do you know those guys? I do not. Okay, well, you planned their wedding, of course. Of and, course. Uh, they were married by an unmasked Ruth Bader Ginsburg about three weeks ago. Oh. So, Tony, those were some great plans, it looks like. Sounds like you didn't send anyone into a insane tizzy. Um Congrats on the gig. Well, uh, you know, give us your wrap up. What do you think? Look, I am at the end of the day just a democratic operative, and that is my role. So, to the fact that I didn't know these people, no big deal, because we all know this is a ploy to shift the election. Okay, I might do damage long term to the the balance of the Supreme Court, but it could shift the balance of power towards Sleepy Joe. And we all know he needs a boost because that dude is bringing some, I was going to say low energy, but I don't even think low energy. Low, low energy Joe. I, I don't know. He's, he's like a walking skeleton if a walking skeleton didn't move. Um, a little he bit. brings nothing. Ironically, those two people that got married were were actual Democratic operatives, um, Absolutely. which is funny. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> we are a big machine. We are the deep state people. So um, the fact that I don't know these people, not, not out of the realms of possibility. The Democratic Party is just a big, big machine that is only working for one goal, and that is to upset Tucker Carlson. That's all. That's all we want. That's all. That's all everybody wants. You. You do got to say is, and and certainly, you know, uh, not to not to continue to minimize uh, the passing of the of the of the you know Supreme Court justice or whatever whatever happened. Um, uh, uh, if if the balance of democracy was was you know at hand, then maybe we could have put the mask on. But I guess not. I don't know. Just saying. You know, I've I've been able to put it on, and all I'm worried about is like trying to pick up IPA from some guy that lives down the street. So I'm putting my mask on. Uh, but I guess uh, if the balance of the world of the of world democracy is at stake, I suppose that maybe a mask is a little bit too much to ask or something. I'm sure it is. But serious question, do you think she knew she was already on the way out and this was just like, hey, I'm going to be gone in, in three weeks, one day or three weeks, bang on the dot? Is it... Would have masked maybe kept her alive at all. I do know that that I do know that the lady who got married did immediately deactivate her her Twitter account after she passed away. So uh, that that would maybe maybe not the least incriminating thing on <laughs> earth that anyone's ever done. But what I mean, I you know maybe I'm reading too much into it. Um, certainly a shame, but you know, Tony, I, I hope everybody had a good time. What kind of beers did you bring? You know, were they drinking at least? I mean, you might as well get ripped up if you're going to die in three weeks. Do you think the um, the democratic machine, um, and, and I'm talking about those people that are a part of that 
big machine for real. Um, yeah, the and, real machine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sort of the Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, Democratic Party. I'm talking about. Do you think they're beer drinkers? I don't think they're beer drinkers. I I don't even have them as Celsi drinkers. I have them as boxed wine drinkers, except in public, and then they go for whatever's free. Well, there is the not to not to pat Obama on the back too much or anything as we and just to you know I always like to clarify this is a you know this is <laughs> this is the leftist beer hour with me and Tony of course um, but uh, uh, he was a famously they had they brewed a beer at the White House when he was the president um, but didn't they put honey in it honey it was a honey ale yep. Um, not not outside the realm of something that could be good, right? I mean, I've I've had honey honey brown beers and stuff that are pretty decent. I know, but really pushing the envelope, even at that time, I know this is going back eight to ten years, and yes, that's a long time ago. But really, really, really pushing it hard. You, I, I would have thought if you wanted to be actually a part of like normal society or beer society at that point, you would have like brewed up a, a big hoppy West Coast IPA or even like a West Coast pale rather than like sure. this honey wheat beer thing. I would, I would, I've made this point a handful of times in private. Um, so, but, so I'll bring it. I, I think I've, I think I've cleaned this one up. I've honed this take down over, over years of repeating it to my wife. Let's uh, go skip over and over again. Uh, which is that rich people have no taste whatsoever. So I would expect that all these very wealthy people are drinking what Miller Lite, right? Miller Lite or boxed wine or whatever, right? Um, and there, there is an income bracketing I've tended to uh, uh, theorize about. I would say um, I don't know the top end of it because my measly middle class um, socialist brain cannot really consider what even I don't know, $5,000 look like, you know, I don't know. I, I can look at the number and be like, okay, you know, but, uh, I, I think maybe the top end is at like, I don't know, like a, uh, uh, 200 or $300,000. And that's when you enter just like, uh, live, laugh, love zone. <laughs> it's like, okay, everything in my house is from Chip and Joanna. Uh, I have this huge house with only Chip and Joanna shit in the house. That's it. And like above my kitchen, it just says the word coffee or whatever. And you're just, <laughs> it's wine mom, wine mom, you know, DCCC type people, right? That's what it is. Um, and those people have no taste. Now, richer than that, they have probably less taste, oh, but they can, sure. per, they can buy good taste. So, so the problem so with wrong. being... This is where you. Oh, absolutely- see, no, I think at least decorative. They can't buy good taste for food. They can't buy that they like good beer or something, but they can buy uh, a look. You know what? They can buy like a nice suit. They can they can have good food at their event. They might not like it. They're idiots, but they can have. They will pay so that they have the optics of those things. You would think that would be the case, but I'm talking about the the hyper-rich. There's perhaps only two people that actually dress like normal human beings and the rest dress like fucking hobos. And and those two people are Richard Branson and Mark Cuban. That's about it. I'm stealing this off behind the bastards. But you look at those two billionaires, they're about the only two that dress like normal human beings. But Mark Zuckerberg, do you think he has a well-tailored suit? Do you think he has a nice fucking hairdo? This I was hearing that he has his hair styled after his hero Augustus Caesar. 
Augustus Gloop, I think, actually, was who he was doing his hair after. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I do think there's maybe a different bracket of like the of, of like insanely rich people. I guess I was thinking of more of like the one to the 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 rich that I will never ever achieve. Right? You are making you're you're clearing over two, three, four. 10 million a year, right? Rich, but not wealthy. How about that? If that makes <laughs> okay. sense. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg is wealthy beyond I mean, his, he's wealthy for, you know, 20 generations. I mean, he's not, not, not assuming that we'll make it 20 more, but it's um, highly unlikely at this point that we'll make it 20 generations. Yeah, maybe even make it through ours. We'll see. Hey, you know? uh, it's, it's, we'll it's a lucky. fingers crossed moment that we, we might, but who says we will? Hey, that was pretty good, Tony. I'm I'm happy with those first ten minutes. We alienated listeners. Always love when we do that um, with some hilarious uh, rich ba- rich bashing. I'm down with that. I will bash the rich rich all day. Huh? So, are you saying Corey's part of that one percent? Because he's our only listener. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the only our only one. Uh, no, I would say. Um, don't go into uh, his Corey, personal income. Don't go into it. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, Corey is a highly tasteful person, and uh, we can actually talk about him some more because he sent us some fan art. Listener Corey did. Um, so, for the listeners, I did post this on Instagram. Uh, sure feel did. free to take a look. But Mr. Tony, uh, that's you. Uh, Mr. Tony says, "Increase your saltiness." Um, now this is ripped off from, I don't know if you recall this particular moment in the Simpsons. Do you, Tony? Um, um, I can't, I can't place it and I should know. This is when Homer gets the, uh, he intends to get some, some tapes, some like tapes that like hypnotic type tapes oh, that you would listen to when you sleep uh, yep. and they're supposed to help him lose weight, but they just, they accidentally get to the word builder ones or whatever, <laughs> right. vocabulary builder. Yep. So he's just saying like absurd things all the time now one of the th- the only one i remember is that uh one of the words at the uh at, in this screen that they show at the end is boudoir and it just says when a french guy does it <laughs> um which i always thought was a funny joke but in this one um yeah, he just gave you a few different options for aging seltzer and i think you talked through these but beechwood was your favorite for bud light absolutely um cherry good for cherry salty maple can it can it defy it for true freedom and Oak, go to hell, you American pig. So <laughs> thank you to Corey for the art. We love getting that. If you want to send us some art, uh, you can email us. It's uh, beerengineshow at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to send us your art. Pretty funny. It, it, it was. It did tickle my funny bone. And, um, yeah, nothing, nothing beats a 20-year-old Simpsons reference because anything after that, I'm in real, real trouble. But no, that- I mean, yeah, I can't, yeah. Even the trivia, they only do since season ten or before season ten, seasons one to ten. Um, and that would have that show would have been towards the end of that, wouldn't it? That that particular when he got the tapes, that would have been about. No, season this would eight. probably be in like I don't remember, but I, I would guess it was actually probably like seasons four through six would be my my best guess. There yeah, just because I don't think. I mean, by nineteen ninety five, are we getting hypnotic cassette tapes? I don't know what. Well, but I think the, the joke was that cassette tapes were out by that point, but Homer still was rocking the cassette. Maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe I'm. Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I can't remember specific seasons anymore. That part of that part of my brain has evaporated. But uh, I will add, though, that uh, certainly 
Corey's love for the Simpsons uh, clearly marks him as someone of of high high taste um, and uh, capability. Uh, uh, so he's somebody who we would pay for his his taste, and I've seen him wear a suit that fits. Uh, nice, but he probably he might not have seen me ever do that. So now, we'll of the adult cartoon shows that are out these day, days, aimed at adults. So I'm not talking the Simpsons. You're not talking. Are you talking about hentai or what are you talking? <laughs> no, not talking about hentai. Uh, but, <laughs> okay. but hoops on Netflix, um, and there are a bunch of others. That, uh, Rick and Morty, I think, is primarily aimed at adults. Are there Rick, any of those that, that actually tickle your fancy and you have watched? Um, I would like Rick and Morty if I uh, didn't hate the fans of Rick and Morty so much. No, no offense to people who enjoy Rick and. Morty that it's 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 actually has a it's a funny tv show uh it's just that fandom to fandom now especially for anything with even the hint of science fiction is so painful that uh i uh it's hard to it's hard to um it's hard to excavate uh uh rick and morty from the ditch that the crazy people have it have thrown it in um but i do think it's funny but yeah, Dan Harmon acknowledges that, and and I understand where you're coming from as well. I hated the show before I started watching it, and not everything in Rick and Morty is, like, trying to be intelligent. Sometimes dumb jokes are just fucking dumb jokes. No, oh, yeah. And the fans won't let them actually do that. But, um, yeah, you have to do, like, some sort of complex uh Star Trek bit or whatever about everything. Yeah, um, that has some existential wild. meaning. No, sometimes they're just funny pop culture bits. And, and Dan Harmon acknowledges that and acknowledges the problems with it. For me, um, two standouts of the adult um, cartoons are Big Mouth. Have you watched Big Mouth? I've watched a little bit of that. Yeah, is that the Nick Kroll one? That is the Nick Kroll That's one. That's pretty good, yeah. Yep. yep. And there's one out that I think might – might tickle your fancy. It's just on Netflix. It's Hoops. Um, and it's by um, Ben Hoffman, who um, has an alter ego who's a country musician. Um, I'm not talking in relation to this show, Wheeler Walker Jr. So if you've ever listened to any okay. Wheeler Walker Jr., it's it's the same guy. Um, sure. And, yeah. But I think it particularly hits home with somebody like me who was like that guy in the glasses. Sure. Yes. See, no, nothing. Uh, I'm still stuck in the '90s. I still, I still like King of the Hill. So that's pretty much that's pretty much the end of uh, my my uh, animated enjoyment. And frankly, I don't even like any TV anymore. I just, <laughs> I, I'm too stupid. I'm too stupid to understand TV. Now, I'm watching Love Island. I don't care. That's about <laughs> that's about it for me. You know, and, and cooking contests. Now, does King of the Hill get enough credit? Because I'm not going to say it's underrated. But when you're sort of ranking those shows that came. After The Simpsons, does it get enough love compared to something like Family Guy or no. um, what was The Simpsons? Oh, not The Simpsons spinoff. Futurama. Futurama. I think King of the Hill, when you look back. It's at better the, than those, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it gets the ratings or the ranking it deserves when you look back yeah. at it. King of the Hill's King of the Hill's fantastic. It'll it'll probably, I mean, it'll always be that way. Um because it is a little, it's it's maybe sometimes it's maybe a little too realistic. I guess you have to sort of you sort of have to <laughs> grapple with real life shit sometimes with the cartoon, which I guess is um, 
you know, not very fun, you know, but, uh, I don't know. I actually like Futurama too. I thought there were some good moments in Futurama. There so was. Those are probably a couple of my favorites, but yeah, I, I think Futurama, while being a good show, never reached the heights that it sort of it's lauded. No, upon it never. Now. Yeah, no, of course not. No, and it is on like seven channels now. It's wild. Uh, so Tony drank some beer this week. Um, uh, another another normal week in my life where I opened a bunch of burial beers and drank them and. Uh, some hazies and some milkshakes and some very sweet stout. Um, but I did drink uh, a classic beer, and I don't think I've talked about this beer yet on uh, No, you on haven't this talked podcast. about Bud Light or, or Miller Light uh, or PBR. I have, almost, I have talked more about Bud Light than anybody well, uh, on any true. podcast, I don't think. So <laughs> I, I dispute that accusation. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I shouldn't I have included some, Bud. Miller Light yeah. cause... I have not covered Miller Lite, and we won't we won't be covering Miller Lite until they release a seltzer. So, uh, double two hearted ale, Tony. I drank double two hearted ale. This was actually something relatively new that came out last year. Bell's Brewery, the classic two hearted ale, finest IPA in the world by um, uh, by my standards and by many other people's standards who have. Uh, you know, who are writing in magazines or whatever. Do people read magazines? They're writing in them, these guys. And they're saying 100 is what they say about two hearted ale. But now there's a double version and it uh, was absolutely delicious. It's 11% Tony. It's an 11% piney friggin' dank resiny malt backbone IPA. It, it shot out of a time machine fresh. It was absolutely amazing. Um, I really, really enjoyed it, uh, but boy, that, that's the type of thing that, like, I don't know why, but 11% double, I, like a, a hazy double IPA, they're so drinkable, so you don't really, you don't get that, like, hit from it. This one, I drink, I drank, uh, I drank half of it, split the other half with Kelly, and I was like, cool. Boozy. I'm sleepy. You know, okay. I was, yeah, I was like feeling it faster. I don't know. I, it's something about, you know, you kind of get the alcohol bite a little bit so that you, you actually can, maybe it's a, I guess it's a placebo effect of some fashion that sort of uh, throws you out. But uh, that one put me to sleep, but my goodness, <laughs> was it delicious. I, I really loved it. Uh, Do you think what about you, what were you drinking? Oh yeah. What you got? Well, I was just going to ask you, cause these are such a, <sighs> They're almost like a, like, I don't want to say a throwback. I think that's sort of offensive to these, but they're, they're more like um, a, a new style West Coast triple IPA, paying um, tribute to something that was fresh 15 years ago, but not sticking um, to it. Because there's a lack of these beers out there, do you automatically um, enjoy them more? Than, than your Hades or they've really got to be well-made, like too hearted to really enjoy this stuff? Or Because I'm not seeing a lot of – I've, I've seen one. Deeds have done a West Coast 10% um, sure. IPA that, that was delicious, and I'm not sure um, whether I, I loved it because everything else is just haze bomb, haze bomb, haze bomb. In, in that sort of ABV range in the IPA um, side of things – or whether it is truly a great style and, and really drinkable. I'm not sure which one of the two it is. Uh, I would say, boy, it's tough for me to 
answer because I love drinking them so much. So, but it's hard for me to tell. I mean, I there is an overload of hazy, of course, but my goodness, do I? I mean, I've had a couple you know, tra- transparent IPAs lately. The uh, the Bell's Double Two Hearted had some um, uh, a sweeter iteration of one called um, formerly known as from our local brewery here, Workforce that I was just dying over. It was a great batch of it. It was so, it was so tasty. Um, so maybe I'm appreciating them more because I'm not getting them as much. Yeah. But, uh, and that's fine. You know, I mean, everything is, everything lives in its moment. Right. So it's hard to tell. I, I'm never going to be able to compare to anything I drank five years ago. So it's sort of a, a fool's errand a little bit. Right. But, um, it's hard for me to know. I mean, there were a lot of 11% ruin. I mean, Ruination's only like 8%, but there were all kinds of 10, 11% clear IPAs five, six, seven years ago, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah that was the thing. I still think this would, I think Bell's Double Two-Hearted would, would stand against any of those as one of the best, just because the, the bones of it are so good. So well, it would surprise me if, if it didn't hang with the top ones. I'm sort of seeing this as a, not even a, just a re-examination of this style. It's it's kind of a, a new style again, and, and if you were to, which I know you can't do with beer because beer doesn't age well. You can't taste those genuinely back-to-back because even stuff like Ruination, if they were to rebrew it, I'm not sure whether they're still doing it, would have a different profile because the hops move along and the hops change all the time. Yeah. So yeah, the hops are getting sweeter and sweeter too and juicier. Yeah, yeah. so you're, you're really not comparing apples with apples, but at least the one example I had it's different to how I remember those those beers. This this had more balance. It had more more juice than just harsh bitterness. This they really know how to bring the fruit forward. Not not pushing it into hazy territory, but when they say citrus notes, they were genuinely citrus notes. I really think there's there's perhaps a little bit of room in the market for it. It'll never go back to the to the glory days of these these hundred IBU I. IPAs, but I think there's a room for it alongside a hazy, and it's, there's certainly room in my cart for it. And obviously, it's there's proof there's room in your cart for it as well. Who'd have thought I'd be digging around for 100 IBU IPA all the after complaining about that too? Uh, Tony, what were you drinking this week? Well, living in a small town, um, there's only so much the local IGA can do, and there was really a lack of good beer or good new beer this week that I haven't already tried, hadn't already checked in. So I went and uh, got myself a four-pack of, um, it's a, a Danton Brewery um, IPA, New England Hazy, you know the deal, modern style IPA, 7.1% called Fruity Freeze. Just didn't bring the fruit. I just don't get it. It was a 3.5 for me. It was It was middle of the road average Yeesh. won't be buying that again unless i unless i find that i've got a bad batch but the the three cans out of the four that i've had and and the canning date wasn't um months ago it was it was a fortnight or or three weeks and just yeah just nothing yeah for me. come on give us give us more fruit we're in the era of gloop well, gloop it up baby Especially when you call it fruity freeze, you're expecting like the the icy pole, or you wouldn't call them icy poles, um, like a popsicle type yeah, thing. Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. That's what a frosty freeze is, and and I was expecting that to really come to the fore. Lots of citrusy, bright citrusy notes, and this had 
a little bit of fruit. Hey, you're looking for a slushy. You're looking yeah. for a slushy IP, a slushy uh, sour. That's what we got. Smoothie sour, slushy sour. We got them all. It doesn't have to be a sour. It did say IPA, and I was expecting oh, okay. yeah. IPA, and it just didn't bring it. Yeah, you gotta. If you're, it's just like cooking, right? If you're gonna, if you're gonna put mushrooms, put the goddamn mushrooms in it. I want it. You know, don't tell me about it and then halfway it. I get you. Yep, same here. Yeah, and if you're gonna put coconut in a beer, put coconut in a fucking beer. Am I right? I, I got my oops all coconut the other day. I can't wait to drink the damn thing. That'll be a that'll be something for, to get excited for in two weeks. Is my my review of oops all coconut? It's it's happening. Now, with your vacation that I helped plan last week, yes. What is the sort of drinking plan around that particular trip, and has that changed? Was it always that you were going to visit a bunch of places if they had social distancing in place, and if it doesn't look like they are going to do that, are you bringing along a suitcase of beer so you can just sit, enjoy oh, your yeah. week, and just drink yourself into oblivion? I am bringing some beer. I'm not bringing a suitcase full, but I am bringing some beer. Um, a there's a plenty of breweries up there, so I'm yeah, something like a, a, a solid, you know, handful. Um, I'll probably bring some nice beer. You know, uh, I'm not going to bring a bunch of pilsner because I'm going to get that because we're going to Haymarket Brewery up there, and they make a bomb pilsner that I'm just going to buy a case of when we get there. So um, that'll be good, good uh, chilling out beer, good beach beer, stuff like that. Um, and it is going to be decent beach weather, honestly. It's at least going to be in the 70s and 80s Fahrenheit, so that ain't bad. Um, wow. And, uh, yeah, I'm, bringing a, I'm going to bring my Oops All Coconut. going to bring a couple of fancy Lambics, Tony. Got my one of my Jure's lined up for the trip. Um, got some Tilkin lined up for the trip. That'll make me happy, you know. So got a few fancy beers coming. Probably, I don't know what the fancy beer setup is out there. I'm not going to be going to a lot of high-end beer shops down there. So if I want anything swanky, I got to bring it myself. That's fine. Uh, otherwise, I'm, you know, we might go up to Grand Rapids. So I'm going to grab some, you know, fancy farmhouse beer there and some natural wine and I'll be happy. Yeah. I'm just going to, I don't know. I think I'm just going to drink Pilsner all week, honestly. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Now, in, in the sort of, beer hubs do they outside of the breweries themselves do they lead to a culture of fancy beer shops or is it like uh, can be feast grand or rapids famine? has them okay oh, yeah. grand rapids has plenty of beer hubs yeah but but down in in new buffalo and and st joseph and stuff not really i mean there's a good beer shop in the grocery store that's nearby but i'm not going in the grocery store so sorry you know um like Haymarket has an outdoor patio, so I can go sit down there and have a beer, and they'll bring out a case of Pilsner to my table, and then I will leave with it. You know, <laughs> that's pretty easy. But I don't, I don't think the grocery store is going to. I don't think they have a menu of all the, every different. Uh, I mean, they had a great selection of like farmhouse beer, but I doubt they have an online menu that that shows me that. And frankly, I kind of know they don't because I was looking around for it because I was like, yeah, I wonder if I can get anything. Um, yeah, no, the only thing, right, exactly. The only thing that's changed uh, is that you did show us a couple places in Indiana. Uh, Indiana has gone full anarchy mode with uh, COVID, so we have decided to, um, at this point, I, I certainly would at least have to do a drive-by on those places to sort of have any sort of feeling on the possibility of visiting, like Burnham, for example, or... Uh, uh, bare bones. 
Um, because uh, if they're if it's a total free for all, no masks, all the capacity, all that stuff, which it sounds like it is, uh, you couldn't you couldn't drag me anywhere near those places. So no, and I blame uh, you. This uh, I, I may just be driving clear through Indiana uh, <laughs> in a blind rage before I get get into Michigan. So, but you know, stay tuned for for that excitement. I'm sure I'll be posting on the on the Beer Engine Instagram. Of course, you know, if you want to see what I'm do what what Griff did on his summer vacation, you can check us out uh Beer Engine Pod on Instagram. Um so Tony, uh I wanted to bring back a segment we skipped last week, I think. Um this is a uh, already beloved segment. Um it's called Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News. Hit that drop. Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News. Awesome. Thank you, Tony. So I'm sitting here at the desk. I'm clacking the papers together, you know, on the table. I don't actually have any papers with me, so I should have probably prepared for this. But um, got some news coming across the wire. And this news is, uh, it's got a little theme to it, Tony. So I've called this this week's uh, version of Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News. I'm calling this the Stupid Beer Tricks Edition. Um <laughs> So all three of these stories, I would call them, I guess, stupid beer tricks. They are, what are things I can do to my beer that seem almost beyond the realm of possibility or, or anyone wise would suggest. Okay. Um, so here's your first stupid beer trick, Tony. Uh, James Watt. Are you familiar with a fellow named James Watt? Not the, not the steam engine guy, the, the- beer guy. The name sounds familiar, but I can't place it. So perhaps I'm not. Perhaps I'm confusing him with JJ Watt. <laughs> uh, he is the one of the founders of Brewdog. Ah, uh, uh, yes, Brewdog beer company. I don't know what the name of it is after that. I didn't even think about that. Isn't it just Brewdog? I think it's just Brewdog. Yeah. So uh, Brewdog has uh, historically has actually made some very high. Beers, I believe one of them was called Tactical Nuclear Penguin. Yes, um, I believe they had one. Sink the Bismarck was, I think, one, and most, and I think both of those were in the thirty percent range of alcohol. Um, I think Sink, Sink the Bismarck was more than that, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, was that like uh, uh, 30, 38 or something like that? I yeah, thought, maybe. I thought it was in um, the forties, low forties. So there was another brewery called. Uh, we'll say, oh God, I'm going to mispronounce this, even though I'm German. Sch- Schorschbrau, uh, that was also trying to produce the strongest beers in the world. And this brewery uh, was sort of in an ongoing contest with Brewdog to produce these like insanely strong ice box. Um, and uh, they have collaborated, Tony. Oh, delightful. And they have. They have collaborated to release the strongest beer in the world. Now, you're not looking at the doc. I don't know if you heard about this. Did you hear about this at all? I did not hear about this. So this is this. You're is not looking me. at the doc. All right. So uh, if you're getting a feel for our uh, level of show prep, <laughs> Tony, not looking at the document where I put the stuff that I'm going to talk about. He doesn't need to because all I do is spring all this shit on him anyway. So it doesn't matter. But, uh, I can now look at the doc. Can I? No, Wait. don't do it. Okay. I haven't. I haven't. Get out of there. Okay. Get out of there. I'm out. All right. All right. I am, however, on a on a historic site that did have Sink the Bismarck, and it 
it said it was 41%, so I don't know whether okay, that's correct or not. I was going to ask you, what, what do you think this beer comes in at? It's an Eisbach, just like Sink the Bismarck was, which I believe was a, it was a freeze-distilled beer. Yes. Um, okay, for those... Take a stab at it. Out of thin air, what is this percentage on this one? Okay, so it's got to be north of 41. How much further can you push, push ice distillation? That, that, that's really the key because... Even at even at those ranges, you're starting to lose a lot of alcohol every time you take out ice. So it becomes um, the law of diminishing returns. So very expensive beer. It's not out of the realms that either of these two companies put out an absurd, absurdly expensive beer. I, I know you're not asking me to guess the cost, but it would be a crazy amount of dollars. Um, so I'm going to say that they're able to push it just north of 50. I'm going to say I like an odd number. So it's either going to be 51, but that's only 10% north of Sink the Bismarck, and we are 10 years on from that. I'm going to say 53% alcohol. You're in the ballpark, Tony. It's 57.8. It is a very beautiful-looking bottle. I I do like it's waxed it has a swing top so it's resealable um let me let me read you the description uh so strength in numbers is a 57.8 percent beer uh reaches its colossal uh abv through the traditional ice box method freezing the beer removing chunks of ice so that you're left with concentrated high abv liquid the beer also features a blend of BrewDog's own Death or Glory, an ice-distilled Belgian golden ale that has been sitting in whiskey casks for 10 years. The result is anything uh, unlike anything you've had or are likely to have again. It comes in a 40-mil bottle. 40 it's, mils. What is that, Tony? That's a... Ounce and... Just over an ounce? That can't be right. It has to be more than 40 mils. It says 40 mils. It's, uh, 30, it's 30 pounds. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so they're essentially making a shot at a time. That's uh, a resealable shot. I, I guess I'm having a. Uh, this, this makes no sense. Sure, it's not 400 mils? Yeah, it's 1.3 ounces. Now it says 40 mils on the. Boy, it's hard to believe, huh? How would you have a one mil swing top? I would love to see this bottle. <laughs> that. Uh, Although, yeah, no, it is. I mean, it is tiny. I'm, I'm looking at a video. Uh, this is so fucking it is pointless. 40 mils. No, yeah. this is it's in, it fits in the guy's two fingers. It's very small. Yeah. This is so pointless. What, what is the fucking point of this other than to put out this press release? I can understand a beer that's like a 400 mil bottle or even a, a 250 mil bottle that is insanely expensive. Charge me three hundred pounds for it, or or four hundred US dollars. That's fine. I'm not going to pay for it, but it makes more sense than a a forty dollar shot. That is ridiculous, and and they can wax on about what it is, but you're not going to taste any of that subtlety when it's when it's overproof compared to most spirits at that ABV. Peeped it on. Just peeped it on untapped. Uh, Tony, have you looked at it on Untapped yet? No. You know I don't do any of the heavy lifting around here. I, I just get on here and chat 30% of the time and allow you do, to do all the hard work. <laughs> Fine with me. Uh, Tony, now what, what, do you think the, uh, what do you think the rate? It only has 45 rating. 
Okay, but these are early adopters, so it's going to be skewed good. Um, yeah. I think it should be fucking awful just based on how they're marketing it. I don't agree with the small bottles, and I think it's it's for people that have got a little bit of extra cash but don't have the um, the bad taste money that we're talking about. It's people that, that want to have that bad taste money, or it is people with the bad taste money. Let me rephrase that. You're about to have a bad taste in your mouth drinking this beer, I think. Yeah, I, I think you are, but I think this is going to – um, get a certain percentage of the beer population to cream their jeans. So I'm going to say it gets a score of 3.89. 4.2, Tony. Uh, what the fuck? Now, now only 45 ratings, uh, but uh, here's a review. Potent alcohol aroma. Yeah, you think. No shit. Uh, with huge oak barrel character. Sweet and malty with lots of caramel, treacle, and some marmite. Syrupy oh. and drinks like a strong liqueur, smooth for its strength with an almost juicy mouthwatering quality, opens up with a splash of water. So what that says to me is, is they fucked up during the brewing process and there's some autolysis where the yeast is dried. Um, uh, delightful. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Nothing says fucking awful like a, like a, a dead yeast note, which is delicious on toast. I'm a Vegemite lover, don't get me wrong, but there's no place for it in beer. That is a flaw. And while pe- people might use it as a delicious descriptor, I'm sorry, Brewdog and the other company that even a German can't pronounce. Schorschbrow. Yeah, good job. Um, <laughs> you done fucked up and then you're charging $40 because you know. You're on no- the shit list, Brewdog. Look at you. Because okay. you know nobody wants a 200 ml bottle of this. So that's why you've got it in I such small yeah. bottles. Making me mad. All right. Well, here's this. Here's something else to get you get you mad. This is gonna make you mad. I think potentially, maybe not that mad, but all right. So uh, came across a came across a little piece of news. Flew across the old Twitter desk, and you can follow us on Twitter, by the way, uh, Beer Engine Pod on Twitter, where I've been naming different movies for Netflix or something. I don't remember what I was doing. Uh, so Courtyard Brewery responded to a tweet. Courtyard is a brewery in New Orleans, a very good brewery. Um, and uh, the tweet was from a fellow named uh, Jace. And uh, he found or, or somehow came across an untapped check-in of a beer called Splody. It was called Splody Love with name. blueberries, raspberries, and rhubarb. Uh, blueberries, raspberries, and rhubarb. Uh, and here is the comment on the check-in. Uh, a year-old crawler that's still amazing. Variant killed it. And Variant is the name of the brewery. So someone was drinking a year-old crawler. Tony, you know what a crawler is, I, I hope, do. right? It's a large can that is normally yep, hand-produced. It's like hand-filled, yes. Yep. Coming off either a bright tank or more than likely just off a tap. So Almost 100% certain this would have been off of a tap, yeah. Yeah. So the brewers want you to drink it fresh, and when I'm talking growlers, most of them want you to drink it within 24 hours. Crowlers, similar window, to be honest. Maybe they push it out an extra day. But um, I think you could wait 48 hours if you really wanted, but I wouldn't recommend it. Maybe yeah. this beer... You'd be better off waiting for it. It's okay because there's so much probably unfermented fruit in there that 
um, you could get away with another day of it still just tasting like unfermented fruit. Oh, but I the risk know. you're running is it's going to explode in the can. No, so forget about it is that. named Splody, so. You're also going to get oxidization if you don't get instant yeah, fermentation, yeah, yeah. and then that's going to dull a lot of those flavors, and that that's the bigger issue. Um, exploding cans is certainly a flaw, but I think the bigger issue in all growlers and crowlers is the oxidization. Drink them in a couple of hours, amazing. Leave them for yep. a couple of days, you're only um, you're in trouble. Yep. Yeah, testing the fates. Yeah. So Courtyard responded, if you wait a year to drink my crawlers, I will hunt you down and berate you in front of my kids, in front of your kids. Sorry. Uh, That's what Courtyard Brewery had to say about this. And I got to say, Tony, I agree with them. Uh, What are we doing? First of all, I have. So somebody complained that who's aging a year old crawler? But this particular beer, a super fruited Gosa, we'll call it. (laughs) Well, maybe not I the best it. candidate for maybe not the best candidate for uh, aging uh, period for really more than a, a couple of weeks. I would argue, uh, yes. even not in a crawler. Yeah, I I, I think you're 100 percent right, and I think um, the brewery is absolutely within their rights to react that way because you know somebody who sees this. Tw- tweet is going to go out there and try that and do it deliberately they don't want their product mishandled and this is their shortest shelf life product outside of a glass served at their tap room and they've got no control over it so a bunch of people are going to go in and going to try this some people are going to understand that it's going to be a waste of their their twenty dollars that they spend on this but it only leads to bad things Okay, this guy fluked it. Maybe he's got no taste buds. I'm guessing that's what the case is. But I think um, Courtyard absolutely reacted the right way. Drink it fresh guess. and keep it uh, yeah. cold and do the right thing by it. And if it doesn't live up to the hype, let let people know. But don't just mistreat beer. What were you doing in the first place to, to misplace it? It's a fucking crawler. This is not like... A normal can that's that's got shuffled. I would guess anything. It was traded. I would guess anything. It had been traded what around. What the fuck and, are you doing? Moved around. Yeah. People trade, trade crawlers all oh. the time. Oh, dude. Oh. I've I've seen year old crawlers of stout. People aging crawlers of stout. What you wouldn't you wouldn't fuck? believe it, dude. Oh, yeah, that crawlers makes me so are not for. This is a PSA for my handful of listeners here. You know, for oh. our between two thousand and three thousand listeners out there. Do not age your crawlers, all right? Do not age your growlers. Uh, frankly, I wouldn't recommend aging most of the beer that comes out in the world. I would say 96, 97, 98% of the beer that gets released by breweries, I would not attempt aging it. Yep. Right? Especially not in the conditions that, you know, uh, we, us, this group of listeners is going to age it in, which is... Some sweaty-ass basement or something. Uh, <laughs> now, just drink the damn thing, all right? If it's Lambic or Green Bottle Lambic or Farmhouse Ale or something, yes. okay, whatever, fine. Not, if it's barrel-aged stout, sure, you could, put a, you could put six months on it, I guess. But if it's got adjuncts in it, you got to drink it. Yep. It's not going to taste like anything. Um, I, I, um, you're right with the stout and the 
Goose and the Lambic. But I think farmhouse is too broad a label. Certain farmhouse, very specific sure. farmhouse that are in that. Don't you that think, goose don't, I wouldn't lambic. age your tank seven or no. whatever. You know, don't you? God, fuck no. Don't don't age tank seven. You you the right. point of that beer is it's freshness and and yeah drink it it's yeah. dry hopped yeah don't drink dr- don't age your dry hopped saison yeah. yeah i wouldn't do that either now there's a difference you can age or vol if you put vintage or vol is delicious feel yes. free you know go for it but we that, all love that vintage yeah. or vol vintage saison dupont sure give it a shot i don't oh, love it no i kind of no. like it a little bit fresh but you could do it it's got to be a lot fresh um yeah. In relative terms, three months old Saison Dupont, fine. Three year old Saison yeah. Dupont, no. Yeah, no, thank maybe you. Maybe not, yeah. Um, so, but, yeah. But um, there, there is a difference between aging things and, and keeping hold of things to do a vertical. So, I've got a 2018 Goose Island um, B- Bourbon County. I'm holding sure. on to that not for it to reach its peak next year or when this upcoming release happens, but I'm going to do a vertical of the previous two years as well as, as well as this year's example. So I'm doing it knowing that the other two examples are not going to be at their peak, but the new version should. And I just want to see how they age. I think that's very different than buying Goose Island. Bourbon County ages really well. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, 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 you actually might like so even a little better, but I did a five-year vertical of Saison Brett once from a, Boulevard, and that actually is dry hop, but the Brett character was sort of gave it some fun funk over the years. Um, yeah, but that was not- fun. I don't really do that anymore, but yeah. yeah. But there's a difference between wanting to see how they age than thinking that all these beers because they've either got Brett or they just get better. Yeah, or they're they're a high alcohol are just going to get better. The vast majority of them are not. The vast majority are released at their peak to be consumed at their peak. Yep, it's true. All right, so I got one more piece of uh, stupid beer tricks here. I'm I'm the David Letterman of beer. I'm hauling these guys out to do something silly, you know, with their pet. They're flipping around or their stupid human tricks or whatever. This one actually comes from a brewery I like, Tony. I like Microphone. They're in the area here in Chicago. Um, I miss going to their tap room. They, they had a tap room on, on my way home from an old office I used to have to drive to pop in there for a beer once in a while. They made lots of fun beer. Some of it's a little goofy, whatever. This one, it made me giggle a little bit. Wanted to get your read on this. Uh, so they got a new beer they dropped. They do a beer for, for the, the owner does a beer for his kids every year. Not that his kids are going to drink it, but it's in, <laughs> uh, in sort of a, his kids get to pick the adjuncts. Gotcha. So here's your beer. It's called a world of beer imagination. It's an IPA with El Dorado hops. It is conditioned on 70 pounds of Big League Chew bubble gum. Tony, are you familiar with Big League Chew? I am, but I'm embarrassed to tell you how I know about Big League Chew. All right. Um, and are you going to do it anyways? <laughs> of course. Now, internet video back before YouTube even, used to um, be released through iTunes as a video podcast or vodcast. I don't think they ever settled on a name. One of the most popular um, shows was put out by a guy who is either an investor in Uber or he missed out on investing in Uber. And he had a wine show 
called Wine Library TV. And he, he often compared red wines to having a big league chew taste. And oh, so wow. I then had to research what big league chew was, thanks uh-huh. to Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> Oh, Gary Vaynerchuk, really? Was that the guy? <laughs> that was the guy. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Gary V, the inventor of fucking Baby Nut or whatever. Uh, what? I haven't kept up with crazy. Gary V since he's... Uh, since. Oh, Gary V is running like a marketing firm now. That's crazy. Yeah, no, he... Uh, he they have... They, uh, they did... Uh, Mr. Baby Nut. They did planners. Baby Nut. Remember Baby oh, Nut? Oh, Baby Nut planners. Yeah. The, was that a Super Bowl campaign? or It was a Super Bowl campaign, yeah. And yeah. yeah, now they got Peanut Jr. or whatever it is. It ain't good. But that's what that guy's up to. That's very funny that it was Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> if you could hook us up with him, that'd be great, actually, for our podcast. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, <laughs> So this beer, uh, so Big League Chew, I thought you were going to tell a really embarrassing story where you like had to, you shoved like three packets of Big League Chew in your mouth or something, but I, think, I guess that's just my story. So, yeah. uh, so this beer is described as having all bubble gum on the nose, plenty of hops shining through with each sip, leaves that sticky sweet flavor on the finish as if you were just blowing a bubble. Four packs are sixteen ninety nine each. So Tony... Bubblegum in IPA, where do you stand? Wrong style to be putting it in. Put it in a fucking Belgian triple, for God's sake. That's the right style to age on Big yeah, League yes, Chew. Yeah, um, Sure. Look, this has car crash written all over it. It really mm-hmm. does. This is a car crash um, adjunct, or maybe it's a junk, jumping the shark adjunct, but... You say that microphone have a good track record with this like beer stunty beer, do you? Oh no, I didn't say that. They have a good track record with good beers. They make good IPA. Okay. Uh, they make good some good sweet stout um, that I like uh, to a degree. Yep. But then they do a lot of gimmicky beer. Um, actually, some of their fruited sour is really good. In fact, uh, they have a beer called Base Cannon that I think is absolutely jamming. And they have a great tap room. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big wimp, but I, and I don't want to shit talk these guys because I like them, but this beer does sound, I mean, I am not a bubblegum fan, period. Just not my, not my flavor. And uh, that type of like synthetic sweet taste just really makes me uncomfortable uh, with IPA. So there's something that really, <laughs> really, <laughs> this, and uh, it sounded really, really bad to me. And, um, 70 pounds of big league chew sort of made me gag a little bit on its own. And then also I just love the idea of getting a four pack of it. That (laughs) that absolutely is really, really funny to me is bringing four of these home being like, cool. Can't wait to chill with my four pack of bubblegum IPA. All good, man. You know, you're not doing that, right? This beer is only intended as a thing to bring to a share as like a gag. Right. I mean, yep. Um, so will you be seventeen? Up a- and you're just like hanging out with it, I don't know, pouring a full glass of it up in your like in your Spiegelau IPA glass. I don't know. It's just really hilarious to me. So are you going to be picking up a four pack? Because obviously you can get hold of it if they're kind of local like to good. you. It's a little bit far for me, uh, Tony. I haven't mentioned this, but uh, all my uh, conveniently for me not to have to get this beer, I uh, all my cars broke down. So thank you to my cars 
for breaking down uh, this week so that I don't have to worry about that. Um, thank you to those guys. Can you not get it delivered? And they'll be convenient. Uh, I can't get it delivered from microphone. It's a little far uh, from me. It's maybe about 30, 40 minutes uh, away. And I'm not sure if my local shop will be receiving this particular bubblegum beer. If they get it, Tony, I will make an effort to uh, obtain some of the bubblegum beer and try it on here. Um, So no worries about that. Stunt beers like this. Do you think they're starting to jump the shark or have they already jumped the shark or when will they jump the shark? They're getting there. What Tony, what adjunct would, would have to be added to beer for you to say like, that's, that's an absolute affront to, to the universe. Would, would, is there anything in the, in the Australian canon of candies or sweets or snacks or things yep. or whatever that if they put that in a beer, you're saying, well, Looks like Deeds has has blown it up. You know they're they're going insane. You know. Yep. Uh, of course, there are savoury things, but they're Aussie icons, and we've seen it happen with potato chips. First, they start out with with normal flavours like tomato sauce flavour, and then they sure. go to a meat pie flavour, and they just right. get wackier. Then, uh, but my issue, of course, is if they start putting in savoury flavours and. Yes, they shouldn't do that, but, hey, branding. Like, if they ever do a dim sim beer, uh, <laughs> even if they try and match it with a dim sim or a Chico Roll beer would perhaps be the worst. Oh, Chico Roll, sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, Australian candies are fairly inoffensive. The only one that I can really think of that would be terrible, and it's a hard candy, and we only ever sort of get these to give to Americans or give to English people, it's a hard candy called a minty. Uh, minties are not particularly special. They're a very chewy, hard mint. Um, they're really pretty vanilla as far as a candy goes and would be a terrible idea in a beer. Any, I'm a big fan of a peppermint crisp, but any sort of mint or peppermint flavour in a beer could go seriously wrong. And I think a minties variation, like a minty stout, would be awful. Yeah, we have no culture here, so I, I I I slaved over this trying to think of something that would be bad, but then I then I couldn't think of a food that is known to America. So it's uh, just like, oh yeah, we don't we we have we have no culture here. I think a butterfinger would be fine in a beer. It's just chocolate and peanut butter, you know, whatever. Um, mm. I I think the worst things we could put in beer are are things like um, I don't know, jardinera or something, you know, <laughs> whatever. That would be really bad. Well, um, with putting sort of dairy products, what about like dehydrating like that that weird cheese that they put on pizza, the St. Louis? Oh, Provel cheese. Let's have cheese. some Provel cheese ale. Yeah, <laughs> we've already experimented with a whole pizza and beer. Why don't we just break it down? Mama but Tony, mia. Tony, in the spirit of bad adjuncts, uh, I have prepared a. A, uh, a final game of my uh, of of my current you know stay on the show. I'm, I'm taking the week off next week, so I wanted to throw one more challenge your way. Um, so I've I have of course uh, you've been recording this entire show from inside the well, as we would on any episode where we uh, do our famous untrapped game. Yep, and you're stuck down there. You've you've had your what did I say you guys you have down there? You have some retro porno. You got some, um, you know, you got a Nintendo six, six, Nintendo 64. Wave uh, race all actually, the way. Wave race. Actually 64. not. 
actually not too bad. You know, he kind of likes going down there once in a while. There's some good, there's some good stuff down there. He's got some pizza rolls and a little easy bake oven or something to make them up in. It's not bad. So, uh, as usual with an untrapped game, I have three beers for you. Um, if you get all three, right, you're off scot-free. You get two out of the three. I'll still bring you out of the well, but you have to donate $2 million to an orphanage. And if you get one out of the three, right, uh, you have to donate $5 million to the orphanage. And if you get none out of three right, you have to stay down there with the pornos. Um, so it looks like I'm getting zero actually, right. Yeah, yeah I, guess I feel like you're just you're just going for none now. I've made it too positive. So uh, all three of these are. This is the bad adjunct edition. So I've got three with three different types of. It's not just three adjuncts. They've got a mix of all kinds of nasty stuff in it. This would be like if PastryBot had a like got some water dumped or like some, maybe let's not even say water. He can kind of survive that. What if he got some like uh, piping hot sausage gravy dumped all over his body or something? He would spit out these types of mixes. So. Oh, oh, you oh, mentioned him. He, he, oh. It's not his game, oh, but no. he, he had to make it an appearance. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. Pastry bot, what's up? You can sit, you can chill out with us for the last few minutes here. It's cool. Why don't you get Pastry bot to read the whole game? I think Pastry bot's voice is dying out a little bit. I don't know. I think he's having a- <laughs> <laughs> Pastry bot sort of. I think he swallowed a bug or something. Okay, we'll give him a week off, maybe two. Yeah. So, uh, first one we got is the, this is the bubblegum pastry sour. It's from a brewery called Adventurous Brewing. It is a sour ale rested on gumballs with milk sugar and natural bubblegum flavor. So this is a mega gum tasting sour beer. Nine and a half percent, Tony. Okay. Uh, nine and a half percent, 46 IBUs. Uh, this is bubblegum pastry sour. Now, just to remind Corey and perhaps any other listener, any of the other four, three or 4,000 people out there listening right now, Untrapped is a game where live, I have... Listening live on our Discord, in yep. fact, actually. Um, is, a, is a game where I have to guess the rating of this beer based off that description alone... On I assumed everybody knew the rules already. Yes, Tony has to guess the rating of the beer, and he's right if he gets it within, we'll say, what do we say, Tony, like a tenth? We, we, we normally say a tenth. These ones could yeah. be a bit tougher. Um, I was going to go really high with this. Now, untapped ratings generally fall anywhere from four and a half down to three and a half. Maybe you get some on the higher side of that. Um, I've never... Well, I have seen beers come in lower than that, but it's rare that it pops up on this game. I'm, I was thinking being a sour, being bubblegum, this is going to be super hot. I was going to put it up in the 4.5 range, and I, I don't think that's correct. I'm going to say it's still over four, but only just. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it at 4.04. 
Boy, Tony, you are right in the ballpark. It's four point two two. It is a little. You oh. went a little low. Oh, I unfortunately. Damn it. Uh, yep, yeah, and and yep, yeah, and he's turning the page. He's opening the centerfold of the seventies porno. Uh, he's like, whoa! I didn't know that was what they meant with full bush. Oh my god! Uh, and uh, yeah, this one's a four point two two. So Adventures Brewing must have made a tasty gumball lactose beer. <laughs> when I say it out loud, it gets funnier. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, I I I guess. I would try this. I don't like bubble gum, so I probably wouldn't if unless it was like, you know, something like this where I got to try it cuz I'm on the show, I I wouldn't <laughs> jump at it, but now 9.5% for 8 ounces of gum of gumball beer. I mean, you're paying a price, you know what I mean? Like that's that's just a hangover waiting to happen. <laughs> now, often a description with Belgian beers, triples and the like, um Golden Strong Stuff like that often has the descriptor, or at least the yeast has the characteristic of bubblegum. How do you feel about those beers and, and See, the bubblegum flavors that come along with it? I think you can tell, but it doesn't have that cloying, sweet flavor. I mean, it just it, it's, it's like the ester taste. I mean, I, I can appreciate the esters of of a triple versus against the taste of like double bubble you know what i mean like <laughs> it's, it's just an i get the comparison i don't disagree with comparison but the sweetness is what i mean the, the little powder that's on yeah, now my teeth already kind of like are sore thinking about chewing that you know you have that awful feeling of it i don't know not good um all right number two you're like this one, Tony. Uh, I actually have not know. I don't actually know if you're familiar with all of these adjuncts. Uh, number two is from Cambridge Brewing Company. Cambridge, as in Boston, Cambridge, as in Harvard, Cambridge, as in a- so, Analytica, as well. Right, as in you know, I'm sure you know all the worst people in the world are all there right now, paying eighty thousand dollars for college, getting sick. Um, this beer is called Hot Cheetos and Takis. So I assume you're familiar with Cheetos, but uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Takis. Okay. Now I actually have a bag of Flaming Hot Cheetos in the. Yeah, in, I'm, in I, I, I assume you know Cheetos. Yeah. The only familiarity I have with Takis was they did a gourmet makes when Bon Appetit was a thing before it got cancelled because we found out that Adam Rappaport was yeah, a that guy, yeah. Yeah, was oh, yeah. a um, racist and not, um, not the good, whole yeah. Conte Nass organization um, was bigoted and yeah, exploitative to the whole whole workforce. Big shocker. Corporation exploiting people. And we got out, we we got out of our relationship with those guys just in time. Let's just say that. So Claire made a gourmet makes and I think she made a Takis gourmet makes. Yeah, Takis are essentially a Frito. It's the same material. I, I hesitate <laughs> to say food. It's the same. Whatever a Frito is made out of, it's a very similar type substance um, that I'm sure is like injected into some kind of spiral mold or something. Um, now, Frito. So this has they're, they're hot a- Cheetos. Oh, yeah. Fritos are a great palate, a great um, substrate for putting salt on. Love a good plain Frito. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I actually like the bad for you Fritos, honestly. The chili cheese Fritos might as well have 
thin air and they're like one of the worst snacks on earth you can eat um for your health but my goodness they, they are yummy um oh yeah and and uh they will clean they'll they'll wipe your palate clean a salt <laughs> uh, just a one frito yeah yep. you're you're ready for more ipa after that oh um, now there's a match made in heaven fritos with oh, ipa yeah. something super oh, yeah. hazy too could probably yeah, even yeah, stand yeah. up to like the this new new type of West Coast IPA. That that could be a delicious pairing. This has hot Cheetos and Takis in it. Uh, I I would guess they're hot Takis too. There are flaming hot Takis. Okay. Um, now chili and lime are also in this. So there's hot Takis, Cheetos, chili and lime. It's a cream ale. Oh, brewed with brewed with those things. Okay, that scale that we talked about, this is going to be under four. I cannot see this being good. Um, cream ales, great. I'm not sure they ever should be adjunct. Certainly not an extreme adjunct on a cream ale. I think they're a good – like, don't don't mess with them. Don't, don't get too fancy with them. So not the correct slate to be messing with. Um, and this has savoury notes. It's like if an Australian put in chicken – Twisties into a beer or burger rings into a beer or mm-hmm. the, an, one, another one chicken twisty, please. Yeah. <laughs> you don't order one chicken twisty. You, you get a whole pack <laughs> yes, and I... you plough through that pack. They're like our takis. Look them up. I've had chicken chips. They're very good. I like those. Yep. Well, look up twisties, um, Australian snack food mm. twisties, while I'm trying to come up with a score because they're – they're probably similar to something you have, but uh, they use a really rough die and they, they can be a really tiny snack or they can be quite large. They, they're kind of like spetzel, <laughs> dried spetzel is the best way I yeah, can sort of these. explain it. Um, and they come yeah, in, they're like a, it's actually not like it's not that distant from a Cheeto. Yeah, it is much, much denser, not as airy as a Cheeto. Is it? Yep, these things have okay. some snap to them when you when you crunch down on good crunch. I mean, the new type of Cheetos aren't quite as puffy, but yeah, no, I get you. Okay. No, this is not something that's aerated. So, if I was to put a twisty into a um, beer, along with maybe some tubes, look up tubes. Um, I think it's T double O B I E S. Oh my god, like They're- boobs with the tubes in them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, look at these. Now those these things, look like little rigatoni with uh, yeah little uh, dust on them, and it's sort of an acidic dust as well. It's not like a just a straight tomato based <laughs> dust. There's mm. a T-shirt that says "boobs, tubes, and dubes." <laughs> Got to get my hands on that. I think uh, all three are good. So savory things in beer. Generally, I'm a fan of them. The one beer that I can think of that I rated at five stars was the salt and vinegar. Uh, beer, which I only um, recently rated a month ago. But this seems awful to me. I'm going to say that this is 3.68. Yeah, Tony, overshot. Um, this one was not well liked, we'll say. Nor should it have been. And it was a 2.92 <laughs> came in at. <laughs> Never stood a chance. Uh, for, for poor for poor Cambridge. Yeah, this was too hard. Um Hot Cheetos and Takis, not good. Yeah, this is the this is the Mamma Mia pizza beer of snacks. Uh, I, if I could go back in time and get my hands on all these beers, I would love to just do a three course meal of <laughs> fucking nasty beer. It'd be very funny. But uh, 
Hot Cheetos and Takis, obviously the appetizer, of course. Um, all these things sound good. I would love it right in front of me right now for some hot Cheetos and Takis, maybe, um, you know, to be right in front of me. And maybe I could, uh, I, I don't know if I need to supplement that flavor with like any tagine or uh, some lime or anything, but uh, I would just chomp on some of those right now. It'd be good. But uh, nope, this beer did not impress. So we got one more, Tony, and this is a doozy. It's from our friends, the aforementioned Microphone Brewing. Uh, it is, I, I do want to, this may be the very first beer on Untrapped that I've drank. Uh-oh. So I've had this beer. This beer is called Chicken and Waffles and Beer. And this is an Imperial Stout, 10%. And it has waffles, okay. maple syrup. Yep, fine. Not, not weird yet. Fried chicken. <laughs> Fried chicken, okay. And, and ghost peppers. Ghost peppers, okay, yeah. But the fried chicken's still getting me. Waffles, maple syrup, fried chicken, and ghost peppers. And I can – now, I have not had anecdotal evidence from the previous two beers, so I don't want to be unfair. But I can say from memory of this beer being released, and certainly I follow Microphone on on Facebook and and all since I'm I'm a supporter. But they did clear out – you know, Chicagoans will be familiar with the jewels, but you know, a, uh, Albertsons or whatever grocery store, um, they cleared out like eight jewels worth of their daily fried chicken to make this beer. Uh, and it's not like they pre-ordered it. They just went to the jewels and they, uh, they went to the jewels in the Buick and picked up eight different fried chickens to dump in there. Tony. Uh, yeah, they, they went to the different, uh, uh, jewel locations, bought a bunch of around the uh, Sh- uh, Schomburg area and uh, dumped a bunch of fried chicken in. Now, I don't know whether that was an appearance by the pastry bot or a, an 80-year-old man with a voice box. You know? It was from 80, 80-year-old superfan bot. <laughs> uh, this sounds fucking awful. And you said they can produce some stunt beers at times that, that don't match up to their They have their popped out sours. some stunt beers, yeah. This is something, yep. This... Why did you even try this? Oh, that's right. You're like me. You see something unique on a menu. You'll be sucked in. You'll go for the stunt beers. We are the problem, not the people making it. Um, kind of like the whole world right now. It's not this beer traded, else. This beer traded well. I got. I got to say. I mean, I, I met a, I met a drinker there who was uh, like, "Well, I'm buying one for me, and I already got a trade set up for the other one." I'm like. But what cool. does what does that mean? <laughs> it just means that somebody else wants to try this. I'm sure there were trades around Mamma Mia pizza beer. Doesn't mean it's yeah. Good. I mean, it was the only it was the first day, so there were no ratings. She said, not not to give away that it's a particularly well or poorly rated beer for that matter. So. Yeah, this sounds like a garbage fire. Ten percent, ten percent, ten percent. Remember that, and it's it's got a thousand check ins. A thousand check ins, and you're one of those check ins, no doubt. Yeah. I'm one of them. Okay, can you not? Don't give me a score, but can you remember any tasting notes from it? Was it like thick, or was it oily, or was it? Uh, I'll say this. I um, I'll, I'll give you this. So, uh, as with many microphone stouts, one of the one of the few hangups I I've had with their stouts in the past is 
they they have a a uniquely heavy maple um, component. Oh, so some people love that, and some people don't like it. And I I I don't mind maple on its own. I like pancakes with maple syrup. I do. I like waffles maple syrup you know but uh you know you get too heavy and it gets that sort of um i don't know what the how to describe the flavor but but there's this just really distinct drinking straight syrup taste you know what i mean like just hammering it down um so it had a little bit of that especially fresh because i drank it on draft like the day they released it i mean so maybe i don't know I'm not going to say the aging this but sometimes you let a week go by on a beer like this and maybe it back off a little on the sweetness and the other I thing know. i would say is that hours later I got home and I had the absolute worst heartburn I've had in years. And as somebody who drinks beer frequently, you know, you <laughs> yeah. get the heartburn, you get the reflux a little bit, you know, you sure do. this was absolute murder. I mean, it was like, do I need to see the doctor? Am I having, a, do I have an esophagus like <laughs> burn or something? So the heat didn't like, resonate like on the tongue where i was burning but there was sort of a lingering take down inside in the gut that yep. did did not dissipate soon so I, I i admire the people who are eating doing these hot food challenges because i ate i i drank one i drank four ounces of a not very hot beer and i was like oh god barely survived this well shout out to our, our one of our favorite listeners mr nazi Who's a big? Oh yeah, um, that guy. That guy would. Yeah, he would demolish uh, this beer. Mr. You left out the least offensive part of his name. <laughs> Thank you to Mister Grammar for uh, his support and also for being able to eat uh, insanely hot food, which I did experience with him at a Chinese restaurant one time. So, <laughs> so I'm going to say that this is a dumpster fire. Now. It's not untapped, so who knows what people are thinking. I don't think you're a fan of this mm-hmm. beer. Uh, just yeah, the impression me, I get. me liking it or not does nothing. I, I, I get that it, that has nothing to do with the overall score, but um, I'm going to say that this is like a complete dumpster fire beer. This is this is garbage. This is two point three one. Oh man, Tony. It's a 3.81. What the hell? Tony, while we're still here, I do want to look of the, uh, I actually want to look up a couple of the reviews here um, because there's, so first of all, I do want to point out, somebody checked this in about a week ago, about a week ago. Um, Now I checked it in two and a half, years ago so that's when it came out it has not been reproduced uh, it does have the, pretty much a replica of the ludicrous album cover if you're familiar with the, yes. the album uh, and uh it's it's a it's a i mean a lot of his uh, most of his beers have sort of a music connection right but yeah there's some half star reviews in here lately uh maybe just not enough to bring it down to Point where you uh, were looking to take it, uh, I, it appears that all it has become a full spice beer at this point. That the maple and the now, first of all, I did not taste any chicken. I think you would have had to really think 
think about it to get any chicken. I wasn't worried about chicken flavor. I was more worried about like the, you know, with the maple bacon donut, how it's kind of oily. And I was worried that that might come slick. Yeah. Didn't get a lot of the slickness uh, when I drank it, but um, it appears to have just turned into a full spice bomb. So it is ghost pepper bomb now after sitting for a year plus. Actually, yeah, it looks like about two years or so. Um, Yeah, chicken and waffles and beer. Oh, here's somebody. Oh, here, here you go right here. Here is somebody with a crowler. <laughs> Here we go. Combination of everything. This is a crowler filled on 815, which would have been 815, 2018, <laughs> and they were drinking it on what day was this, Tony? Shit, I gotta find it again. Essentially five uh, years. It was on it was uh no 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 not five years. Uh, it would have been, so that would have filled on 815. They drank it May 26, 2019. So oh. that went uh, eight, no, nine, nine, almost nine and a half months. You could have, you could have fucked and had a baby for as long as this <laughs> crawler was in your fridge, Tony. Well, not you, but somebody could have. Uh, yeah. Chicken and waffles and beer Imperial stout poured on 815. And this checked in by BC May twenty sixth, twenty nineteen at Dark Lord Day. Um, what did they rate it then? Team, I'm just scanning through Untapped. He rated it. He didn't rate it. Uh, he did say it's from Dark Lord Day, so it's maybe. So actually, that means he maybe opened it about three or four weeks beforehand. That is pretty funny. That yeah, was, at that point, uh, three or four weeks doesn't matter. Bitch is spicy. Oh, no, it would have been like about a week beforehand only. Yeah. So there you go. People checking in, chicken and waffles and beer. Sounds like aging it, though, might have done a big fav- favor in the fact that you actually lost the one adjunct that you really found offensive, and that was the maple. Yeah, all I wanted to do was drink a bunch of hot ghost peppers. Uh <laughs> Maybe we wouldn't have done it for me, but um, I don't know. I, I want to age it for long enough until all I can do is the chicken. So whatever I have to do to do that, if I can, how long do I have to let it sit to get only chicken taste? Was it worth it to go to eight jewels to get eight, you know, stores worth of chicken to dump in this beer when you couldn't taste it at all? You know, I mean, what's the point? Just put the ghost peppers in the, uh, and the waffles or whatever waffles don't it's like human like just think about it what if you made tea out of waffles what would you get out of that yeah not much but it's sort of uh, yeah i don't know i don't know what the point of some of that is but whatever uh all right so that's another episode of our show and that's another edition of Un- untrapped and tony is boy tony's I mean, he wanted even. to be stuck in the well, and my goodness, he is stuck down there after that performance. He's he's cranking that, you know, fifty-year-old porn like nobody's business. See, uh, so I, congrats I, I, on that, I guess. I don't know. See, you know that I've got power, and I've got a TV down there, an old CRT that I've got the N64 plugged into. It's probably got a VGA port. 
I think what else you got? I think rather get rid of the vintage Playboys if you really want to punish me. Go back to 1995 internet speeds on a 28k or or the fancy 56k. Yeah, you're waiting. You're waiting for your. You're waiting for your pic. Your like a picture of. Yep, as it uh, loads in from the from the hustler of like a. Yeah, to, to try to load very slowly. Yeah. As it loads in lo- line by line. I think that is more punishment than Mega Bush. Now, there's a good name for a beer, Mega Bush. Mega Bush, yeah. That's what we want. Now, it's a. Uh, I didn't think you had Playboys down there. I was thinking you had some of those like barely legals or something weird, you know, oh, whatever. Absolutely. Now, here's a little known fact about Australia. Perhaps you were aware of it, but I very much doubt it. Only in the ACT. Can you legally, I put that in inverted commas, I don't know whether it's ever been enforced, get X-rated material. All the magazines that you could get at the gas stations were technically R-rated magazines and they had stickers over a particular body part of women's anatomies and you used to have to peel those stickers off the magazines very carefully. the idea of like tony with one hand on his schlong and the other hand trying to peel a sticker <laughs> off the- you have a prep session you're not an animal you don't the try dream, to the dream is real yeah it's, <laughs> it's you're prepped you're ready for the 28k modem you're doing this <laughs> same same type of method this might be familiar i wonder um, if there's still a thing right. in, in gas stations is is like oh yeah you know the porn in the big plastic bags it is here Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, but the with the black, the black over the, yeah. the girls like every everything except the head. You can see her face, and you're <laughs> like, oh, I wonder what's under there. Yep, though that if stuff just still exists. Right. At least in my mind, I haven't been in a gas station in six and a half months. But I just I wonder who's buying there. that. Like you would have thought, truckers would have truckers internet yeah. connection, and like even if they have to go old school and download it onto hard drives, I would have thought truckers would have had computers. Who knows? They probably do. I don't. I don't really know. Sort of. I don't really know what's going on there. Uh, I'm sure there's a podcast that could tell me what a trucker is doing at any given moment, but uh, I have no idea. And I would guess. I, 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 I. Maybe it's not truckers. Maybe it's more like for destitute people. I guess. Maybe. Yeah, they're probably not carrying around hard drives. Maybe they need. Which, as it turns out, is about. What is it, 50 or 60% of the U.S.? So maybe that's why it's so popular here, because we're pretty much, you don't have a choice. I think I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm clinging on to dear life before it happens to me. So, uh, hey, what a great note for me to leave this podcast on for a couple of weeks, huh, Tony? All right. Uh, so if you want to check us out on Instagram, you should do it. You're going to see my pictures from me speeding through Indiana at 120 miles an hour with a, with a mask on my face, even though I'm in the car, uh, you can check us out at beer engine pod on Instagram, email us, send us an email. I'll read it. I will. I, I, th- I am threatening you. I will read your email on the air. If you send it to me, but you can send it to us at uh, beer engine show at gmail.com. Kind of a, weird difference that we have there between the email and the Instagram, but whatever it's show for the email, it's pod for the Instagram deal with it. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, Follow us on Twitter, beer engine pod on Twitter. Uh, Had a couple of, uh, I I was patting myself on the back for my funny tweets. So, you know, 
go tell me how stupid they are. Uh, and check us out on Untapped. We're checking in beers. I'm Griff AD. He's St. Maz. Uh, we're checking in stuff. I got fancy stout to drink, and I'm going to be checking in that Oops All Coconut. Yes. Can't wait. Let's fire that thing up. Uh, Tony, you got anything else for our uh, adoring fans out there? I just want to say, Tommy Vito, I feel for your friends. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about Tommy Vitor. Yeah, Tommy, sorry about Quibi. I can't believe uh, things went downhill so fast, but uh, I actually uh, will never, ever watch it. So, All right, thanks, everyone. Later.